This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're gonna see some serious <laughs> With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? We are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This week, we look at stocking stuffers for men. Ladies, this is uh, real men stuff. Uh, the guys that, that real men want. Uh, we'll take a look at our favorite colognes. And uh, we have a special guest from Hammer and Sickle Cigars and Hammer and Sickle Vodka, Eric Hansen, in his new cigar. We can't get enough of it. It's awesome. We're going to bring that on in what I consider his best ever. We'll bring that on, too. So welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And welcome to the Eric the Hammer Hansen Show (laughs) right here on the Cigar Authority. You are listening to us, the Cigar Authority, on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We are the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is not only always broadcast on location because, of course, we we smoke. We light up. We We smoke. And uh, we're actually the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist that you smoke along with us. Please smoke. Uh, and if you, if you have the privilege of smoking what we're smoking today, you are, you've landed. You've arrived. Yes. Uh, you can not only catch us on our syndicated seven radio station syndication, but uh, you can also pick us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network right at thecigarauthority.com. Uh, watch us live there or catch the podcast on demand at any time where uh, you can also find us on iTunes where you can just set it and forget it. It goes right to your iTunes devices or your mp3 what's it's or whatever it is and you got it and we're getting loaded on that everybody's uh listening to the retape which is good so if a lot of people aren't watching us live well we tape it live and it doesn't matter it is what it is we met we met with one of the station managers and he threw around a big number i saw it i heard that number Threw around a big number chuck how big Thirty thousand. it's hard to believe because there's not all that many cigar smokers. You wouldn't think that it would be that many. Correct. Wow. That's what they threw. It's I'm, true. That's I'm just throwing that around. out there. Thir- that's just one radio station. No, no. no that he, when oh, when oh. he sat down, he was, he was sitting through down the radio doing some, yeah, some quick all, oh, yeah. radio station math, and he said what, what he's coming up with yeah. quickly is 30, the number 30,000. So now I'm nervous. He's not including iTunes. No, no. no. He's not including Ustream. He doesn't know any of that. He's not including the cigar station. Correct. No. So I'm nervous now. People this are listening. Is 30, this is 30,000 in the, in, nor, in the Northeast. So, Wow. Well, yeah. here it is. Light them up. This is the cigar. This is Hammer and Sickle's new cigar. I'm very, very excited about it. I'm not going to make believe like I smoked it once because I smoked it every day since it came in a week ago. <laughs> so, True story. True uh, story. Permitage number one. I don't know why it's number one. Well, St. Petersburg, it is 17. the number one of the Hammer and Sickle's. So St. Petersburg, and help me because uh, my eyes are not that That good. That is 1725. 1725. We'll find out what that's all about because we have Eric Hansen coming on. He'll tell us what all these things mean. You know, guys are into numbers and stuff like that. So these numbers, it's number one, yet it's 1725. It's a box press cigar. Uh, It's made in the Dominican Republic. I don't know much more than that other than I love it. Can you imagine if you could climb inside a tub of... Raisins. If you just lived oh in God. a tub of raisins, the 
moisture qu- content that would be inside the tub, the sweet aroma that would be around you. This is what I'm getting when I take a draw on a Hermitage pre-light. It's like the essence of a tub of raisins. The entire loaded, tub. Loaded with raisins. Yet there's oh, no raisins in it. It has one ingredient. That is phenomenal. Tobacco. Right? That little... I'm celebrating today. I'm using my DuPont lighter to light it. <laughs> it's that time of year, you know, where you, uh, you show off your fancy lighters and stuff like that. Yeah? I think so. A true gentleman would not show well, off his fancy lighters. No, he would not. No, he would not. No, he would not. Well, we'll get into that later. Yes, we'll get into that later. Um, But, you know, we're going to talk about stocking stuffers, and I want to get into one of them in particular right now, but we've got a whole segment going on. Uh, Ladies, if you're listening and you hate the cigar talk, you do want to tune in because we're going to tell you stocking stuffers for men, and we're going to tell you what not to get, but more importantly, we're going to tell you what to get. It's very important. More than the big present under the tree, the stocking stuffer for the kids, for for the boys are what's in the stocking is, is the, the happening thing, the goofy so little things. Yeah. That's what I always loved. Absolutely. Well, I'm grown up now. Guess what? It's still what I love. Yeah. I mean, what's the in the thing, stocking is, is what's Madison. We'll get into that. I don't know how it works at your house, but at my house, my wife and I get together and we go, okay, what do you want? You know, uh, yes. she wants a remote starter for her car, for example. So there's no surprise. It's going to be wrapped up under the tree, but it'll already be installed in the car. All set. Yeah. And so she knows what it is. The real gift, the real part of Christmas is the hundred little doodads that go inside the stocking. And how creative can you get? And, you know, we try to do it. We try to give ourselves $100 per stocking and see how crazy we can get with that $100. It's a fun little game we play. That's nice. It's awesome. And the same thing happens to us. We know what we're going to end up getting for the most part. But what's inside that stocking is the oddball thing and some crazy little goofy things, hopefully. That's what I'm hoping and expecting to get. And if you just wrap up a tie or you put some foolish thing My in there. My wife gives me a comb every year. I don't get that. Yeah, comb? I'm you're freaking a bald. bald. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I have no hair. Well, one of the things I normally get all the time is the cheap cologne, the cheap drugstore cologne. Okay, there's my bottle of Brut. What are you wearing? I notice you have a smell um, on today. I'm rocking a little bit of the Tommy Hilfiger. I wow. just came across it. Yeah. I didn't get it when it first came out, and I think I missed the boat. I really, well, this is how I really roll. like this. This is how I roll. I could tell. Yeah. I'll could tell you? you this. No mosquitoes bother David. He wears his mosquito repellent and his cologne at the same time. Well, I got to tell mouthwash. you. mouthwash. It works as mouthwash, too. Well, it's great. Cigar doesn't hurt It's well. great stuff. So you're paying big bucks for cologne, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that it's the biggest ripoff that there is anywhere is cologne, because if you look at the ingredients of what cologne is, you know how it works, that whatever the first ingredient is, is the most, mm-hmm. what they yeah. have the most of, right? And that's how it works down. So the Didn't first know thing, that. that. That's how it is. So alcohol is the number one ingredient. That's, you know, you rub it on and it, it, it evaporates, and what's left is the scent, right? So alcohol is number one. Number two, water. So they put alcohol and they put water. Number three is... Provolene glycol, which is just an oil-based, actually what you use to keep your humidifier clean, DIC airplanes, that's number three. And then you get to some fragrance, menthol, in yellow number five. That is Brute. And that's why Brute crosses over from mouthwash to aftershave. Why? Do they have and mouthwash? also mosquito repellent. Why do they have mouthwash? No, no you never use that as mouthwash? Yeah. Oh, you should. Yeah. <laughs> so, cheap cologne... I'm into it. 
clearly you're into I'm it. I'm into it. And Are you I'm sure that that is not your actual bath? Because it, you tend to have a cloud around you? I have not only Bruth cologne. I have Bruth underarm um, nut spray, deodorant stick. The Bruth comes with a lot, a lot of different ways. See? But I like the old-time stuff. It's the cheapest stuff. It, it is, you know, you're getting a guy's name, Tommy Hilfiger. You think he's making... Cologne or no, has anything to do I with like it. the it's way it smells. No, and... you like the pretty bottle. It's just like when you get caught up in these ridiculous, uh, overpriced cigars that you, you you think because of the packaging or the brand name on it, it's it's a great cigar. All right. As far as cheap colognes go, my family was always an Old Spice family. Old Spice. So I would uh, use my dad's Old Spice, and I I used to wear it as my cologne before I could shave. And then the first time I remember it like it was yesterday when I was going to my first eighth grade dance. And my dad let me shave for the first time, and then I discovered a pen. what's I, going on yeah. with uh, <laughs> aftershave. I got a little list and why, uh, why aftershave, uh, they make that face on the movies, and the Home Alone kid with the hands right. like this screaming. I had no idea. That burns. It burns. Uh, Old Spice has been around since 1938, so that's a proven winner, right? Timeless, fragrant, manly, manly scent. I use uh, Old Spice deodorant as well. I do too. Really? True. Yeah. That's what you normally use? Normally use Old Spice deodorant. Not the and original. How, how, I, I use the Pure Sport as my scent of, of choice. You know, I don't even know which one it is, but it's Old Spice. Just, how, about, how about for cologne for you, Chuck? I use a cologne called Curve. Oh, I almost bought Curve. It's good. I, I, I had that years ago. I'm going to have to look at the ingredients, though, because now I'm convinced that it's probably the same as Brute. No, it... it Check the ingredients. It's, if you smell all the same. brute and you smell Oh, they have a different curve. smell. They have a different smell. That's but. the whole thing. That's what you're <laughs> buying is the smell. You're not. <laughs> How about Aqua Velva? No, Are you no. an Aqua Velva man? No, Absolutely even not. Even older, 1929. Cool menthol that soothes after razor, razor burn. Scent of choice of manly men. You know what is the that best? Is their, that is their saying. The best cure for razor burn? Don't According, get it. Have a look. sharp razor. It's a sharp razor? That's why you get razor blades? No, no. Razor Dull burn? razor is you get razor burn. Oh, really? Razor burn is a combination of the uh, blade catching the whisker and not shaving it immediately and then skinning a little bit of the skin off underneath. So you end up with these little nicks because your blade wasn't dull enough to go right through Do you know the this? For a fact. Well, really? It's good to, good to know. Uh, English leather. Nope. Do you know it? Nope. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. See, I, I got to get some older guys I, to work here with I me because you don't even know what the stuff is. At a yard sale for $2.50, a thing of English leather when I was in the sixth grade, I thought it was the bomb. It, it smelled good, but it burned even better. <laughs> um, that was, it was a big cologne in the 80s. All her men wear English leather. They'd have the real hot girl. If you put it in your mouth... Men. Your mouth would start to water right away, but even with the amount of water in your mouth, you could still be a flamethrower. Like you could right over a match and if you want hot babes, slap on some English leather. Was that their slogan? Yeah. <laughs> Great. In what year? 1952? 85. Unbelievable. Hot babes? You so, want hot so, babes. So Brute. Here's my Brute. What do I have? The original Brute was marketed as a luxury scent in 1963, but in 1968, Fabergé... You got that right, Mr. Hansen. Fabergé uh, company that the owns eggs. Brute created a budget version called Brute 33. Uh, later on, they just turned it back into Brute. It took off like unbelievable because of the price, because they're all the same. They are not all the same. They, they the smell same. different. It is the go-to fragrance for men of strength and fertility. 
The tagline is The Essence of Man. And Joe Namath uh, did the TV ads and stuff with yeah, it. He did. I remember that. And uh, so what do you think the scent is? They, they actually mention the scent to this. Let me use the super sniffer. Use the super sniffer and see if you get what it smells like. It's the scent of man. A little bit of locker room. Locker room. Nothing to do with it. A little bit of jock strap. Nothing. And just a hint of mint. Do you, do you smell any sandalwood in there? Yes. How about oak moss? What is oak moss? Not sure. I don't smell that. Lavender and jasmine. Yeah, there's lavender and jasmine and jockstrap. That's really the total package. <laughs> no it's the total package, pun intended. I like what it smells like, and uh, so do my women. How as long? As I'm concerned. How long have you been wearing that? They don't have Blown. a choice. Oh my god! Your whole life? Yeah. yeah. This is my whole life. <laughs> this is what he smells like. <laughs> I smell like I like I smell like cigars. Oh mixed my god! With, with I wish I wish we never took the cap off. That. <laughs> How about <laughs> disgusting? <laughs> How about Stetson? No. Do you know Stetson? I know it. You know the Stetson hat, right? Yeah, not a fan. Anything about Stetson? You know nothing. nothing. 2007, New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady became the Stetson man. Didn't know that. You, it was always, it's always been a uh, time? yeah. It's always been a status thing. The the celebrity who played the Stetson man, if I'm not mistaken, one of the first recognizable Stetson men was Burt Reynolds. He would be a Stetson man. Yeah. Does yeah. it say in your little research? It, it does not. All right. It does, but it has Take a smell. Take that to the bank. Ready? Yeah. Google it. It has a smell of woodsy, leather, or even musk scent. I never understood the, the term musk. What is musk? I don't know. Musk. Good question. A lot of them say musk on it, like Jovan Musk. Like, what is musk? Notes of citrus, jasmine, and lavender also. So it must be very popular. Jasmine and lavender seem to be... Now, here's a good one. Here is a good one. As if the others weren't spectacular. <laughs> this one is the best one. This one is the best one of all. It doesn't even exist anymore, but people of my age Your remember ilk. this. Very, it, it, it was like the, the hottest thing at the time. High karate. Oh. Anything? Does it mean anything? I to hear you? that the ads were phenomenal, but... High karate is no longer produced, but it became perhaps the most famous bargain fragrance to come out in the 60s and 70s. Clever marketing with every bottle of high karate came a small instruction booklet of karate moves that was supposed to be used to fend off women who would be all over you after applying this irresistible fragrance. Awesome. This is later being used for this axe fragrance thing. Ah, yeah. That's the ripoff of High Karate. That's where it came off. While High Karate faded in the 80s... Um, you know the, why? The legacy lives on. Regular Karate faded as well in the 80s. Karate was all the, the rage in the 70s. Kid. Because of uh, Bruce Lee. Okay, here's a fun fact about High Karate. Now, High Karate doesn't exist anymore, but the maker of High Karate decided to come out with a different product that's very, very popular, but works the opposite... Well, it works actually the same way. Ah, it, it works somewhat in a different way, but it also is an attraction to women, which the company that owned High Karate is the maker of Viagra, Pfizer. Nice. No High way. Karate. Really? Yeah. Really? So isn't that weird? And they came out with High Karate. Was that one of the moves and to now, fend off the ladies? Did you have like a little lower Johnson chop? <laughs> I had to. I did take karate for a while because the women were all over me. Then I went to brute, and I started smoking cigars, which actually is the biggest thing to keep women away. Yeah, that's like it chick repels repellent. women. Chick repellent is, is cigars, but 
high karate. So anyway, those are my fun facts. You got you got other um, famous um, old time perfumes or colognes. Um, Clubman Bay Rum, Panard's Clubman Bay Rum, which you get when you get a haircut. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you see it, right? They still use it. That's the best. Uh, British Sterling. Nothing. Nothing. Jade East and Canoe. Yeah. Like what a cigar would do if you didn't properly uh, light it. They would canoe. So those are the the hot. I would be happy with any of those in my stocking. Happy stuff. If I could get high karate, which I don't know how you could get because it's been gone for so long, but I would love a bottle of high karate. I think if I got any of those, including high karate, I would demonstrate karate moves to my wife. On my it wife. It would be so fun to get some of this stuff. Are you kidding me? This would be wishful thinking. This would be nice. You know, I, I, maybe my wife's listening. She can find me a bottle of high karate. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be just your real present. Make that as real present. And I'm see okay if you like with it. Now, would you use it or would you kind of stock it away as like a collector? It, it, it would go with my Billy Bear. Yeah. Which uh, has never been open. A six-pack of Billy Beer. Nothing. Who cares? No, you, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago. You it's, did, uh, but what's the president? Uh, Car- was it Carter's? Carter. Jimmy Carter. Billy Carter. Um, he doesn't pay attention. He's illegitimate but it, brother. No one cares. It was bad beer. It was bad beer, but I have a six-pack of something that it doesn't exist anymore sitting on my bar, and people come down and say, Billy Beer, get out of here. And I say, I can't. I live here. You have to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I, God. I want a bottle of high karate. How can I get it? Somebody's got eBay. it, right? I'm I mean, sure you can find it on eBay. Google, baby. So this is what I want to talk about. I want to get into uh, stocking stuffers and ladies. I think those are great stocking stuffers. Not put a bottle of each one of them, but one bottle of funny cologne, the old-fashioned uh, cologne, drugstore cologne is what they call it. But there's lots of great things, and we'll get into that later on, the great things to go inside your, uh, your man's stocking. Um, after that. Um, okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Vodka and Hammer and Sickle Cigars, along with the Hermitage that we're smoking now, will be here. It's Christmas time, it's Hammer time, and we're going to return. We're smoking the Hermitage live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Viral from TravelingStogie.com, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details, I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out.
Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate Patio overlooking the 13th Green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy, and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Vodka, Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and his new cigar, Hermitage, is here. It's Christmas time. It's Hammer time. And hi, Eric Hansen. How are you? Ugh. I'm living the dream. Living the dream. All right. The most important question our listeners are thinking in their heads right now, what cologne does Eric Hansen wear? <laughs> I'm sure they are. I have natural pheromones <laughs> that allow me to smell spectacular he on puts my puts a own. little vodka behind each earlobe. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you got me with the bay. I've actually seen you do it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You've seen me do some, some, some things worse than that. But, yeah, no, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a cologne guy. But the bay rum... 
Uh, I play a lot of golf, and it's always in the in the locker room. I always see it. You have all, yeah, sort of yeah. all those old school. Yeah, yeah. And it's hysterical. <laughs> all the guys, you know, splashing it on their face and smelling like a tropical disaster. <laughs> it was uh, cologne was big years ago. Uh, you're, you're younger than me, but I mean, when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. young, young man, everybody wore cologne, and it kind of went away. I wore chaps in high school. I thought I was Chap. pretty cool. That was like the thing at the time. Did you wear and pants pol- on underneath them? And polo. Polo. Oh, yeah. Cause that I was, was big. Know, that was high end. I was Polo was, was no drugstore chain. Nice. Yellow bottle. I mean, green bottle. Polo. Oh, absolutely. Call him butter, baby. He was on a roll. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So we're smoking a new cigar, Hermitage. First off, you are known for the packaging. Anything but wood. Anything <laughs> but wood. I love wood. Yeah. <laughs> The flavors have yeah, wood the cigars in them. have notes of wood, but not but the packaging. Not the packaging, not certainly yeah. not. But this is uh, leather, brown leather. That's right. With um, gold stitching. Gold stitching, beautiful. Hermitage number one, meaning mm-hmm. uh, we may do more Hermitage. We may do different versions of Hermitage. Okay, so the version of it is the, is the number one. It has nothing to do with the size. It has nothing to do with anything. No. Uh, and Saint Petersburg. Saint Petersburg. You know, we named the. We, you know, we started as a Russian vodka company. Everybody's heard it. Blah 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 blah. I like to bore everyone, so there it is again. Um, shame, it's really nothing. Sad. Yeah, there's some people that haven't. Uh, well, St. Petersburg is where all cigar smokers go to die. So that's oh, good point. But that's more local than my St. Petersburg. <laughs> oh, okay. This is St. Petersburg in Russia, in uh, Moscow. Okay. It is the second largest city in Russia. Okay. Uh, behind Moscow it was the original capital, if you will, of Russia. Um, before the Bolsheviks moved it to Moscow. So is, in Russian, is St. Petersburg St. Petersburg? It is. Um, that's it? Saint, yeah, that's correct. Oh. Hmm. They say it's St. Petersburg. Yeah, but they say Pete's. it as Pete's dash Berg. Pittsburgh. There we go. <laughs> uh, no, St. Petersburg, what's nice about Hermitage? Hermitage is actually the state museum um, of Russia, and it's in St. Petersburg. It is the famous picture, that, and this will ring bells for people, it's the light green building. With the remarkable architecture uh, set against the river in um, in St. Petersburg, it's just a the bells would ring bells. I don't have no idea what that is. This is not this is not the the dome, the one with the big dome on the top and the stripes. Oh, I do know. No, that's St. Basil's. Okay, but it's very the architecture is not dissimilar. Okay, I got you. What's cool about Hermitage as a place in the State Museum is the fact that it's the history of Russia before um, before communism. Is really what it's you know it's Catherine so all the, the Great. good stuff yes yeah. Catherine the Great and all that other happy happy history isn't Catherine the Great the reason that we have cigar bands uh, yes you it, that is absolutely correct and that's why we what I get no bell it. ring that, I get no bell ring you do that's why we have a silk band on the second <laughs> growth which we'll smoke the next hour yes which is <laughs> it's Christmas heavenly yeah. give the gift I'll it tell you that absolutely. second growth was good when it came out. It is so much better now. Yeah. Oh, my. It's phenomenal. Which is what you were supposed to exactly do to it. You were supposed to put it away. Correct. And this is year, two years away now. Yeah, we long, it was, we delivered it in, in 2009. Rolled it in 2009, delivered it in 10. So, yeah, you're two okay, years yeah. in. Okay, so two years in. So this is it. And I think it was near Christmas time when we first Yeah, the goal on that it. was, we think it's op, it's, it'll be optimal at four years. So. so another interesting thing for us retailers out here, and I kind of loved what happened when I opened the, opened the box is it looks like the box is not quite full. Correct. Yes. We had a lot of retailers ask us um, to leave a row. And the reason is, obviously, when you're filling these boxes, a lot of, a lot of consumers don't understand that, you know, you, you put the box on the shelf and the retailer's going to refill. Well, 
they refill when it gets down to maybe a row or a row and a half. So you yeah. wanna, we wanted to build in some extra room so you could put another 20 cigars in there yeah, yeah, yeah. above what was there. So. so, Ian, there's some room to get it in instead of trying Absolutely. to rip it out. I mean, it's never been done. I appreciate it. it, as, it I appreciate it as a retailer. Maybe this will be a copycat thing that people will say, yeah, somebody's going to need to have to be able to take the cigar out. Oh, they get so tight now. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, is there a concern that a consumer buys the box of cigars and they feel like they're getting ripped off because there's a row missing? No. Okay. You're getting 20 cigars. If anything, you're getting a bonus because you're getting extra box. Nice. <laughs> Everyone loves a little extra box. Everyone does. Everybody does. Everybody does. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where I can go with that. I mean, no, just let it go and you just move on. That's the whole key to this. I will never be invited back. <laughs> so uh, you're tame compared to some of our guests, my friend. No. So this is brand new. It is uh, brand new. I'll tell you right away from the people. I don't want to say that no, but the people that have anything they want to smoke, which is is our, our employees. They can smoke whatever they want. They chain smoking them. They keep going back and back and back to it. This is your first box pressed. That's correct. And it is different than all the rest, as far as I'm concerned. So what do we have happening here as far as blend? Well, you have us moving to Nicaraguan tobacco. Okay. You know, I, I don't look at, and this this another thing that frustrates me about the business. Everybody's, oh, well, it's not as good as, you know, they'll take one cigar and compare it to another, and it's not in the same category, and it's not from the same country of origin, and it doesn't have the same tobaccos. You, you can't compare that. It's for a different smoker. Yeah, yeah. So you can't take... You know, a, a, a dab and off and put it up against a, um, I don't know, pick anything that's that's sort of heavy and full-bodied. and You can't do that. They're, they're, two, different, they're two different elements. Same thing with hammer. So we, we finally have, you know, we're four-fifths of the way through or 80% through our build-out for the five core brands of hammer. Yeah. Okay, so you had Tradition Series, which is medium plus, I mean, excuse me, mild plus. The glass box. <clears throat> glass box. That's the original. We liked that spot to launch the brand from. Then we added Berlin Wall to it. Then we added a Marble full, box. Marble box. Then we added a, a full-bodied product called Moscow City, which I love. Pewter box-ish. Um, whatever that's called, that metal. And that was our first you know, foray into, into American tobacco. It's, it's true Connecticut-grown, Connecticut broadleaf. Yeah. And now this is Nicaraguan. Um, All Nicaraguan? No. Filler and binder. The wrapper is Ecuadorian-grown Habana. Well, um, I just saw. I love some, Ecuadorian rap. I just saw some stats this week that show that Nicaragua may be Nicaraguan tobacco may be the number one country of origin tobacco in the that that's sold through the United States or sold throughout the world right now. Uh, very very popular. You're talking about when I got into the business, it didn't exist. There was zero. There was an embargo. At that there was time. an embargo going wow. on, and then but 90s. I mean, it was minute. I mean, it was less than. Um, uh, Mexico, I mean, less than the Philippines. I mean, it was like hardly anything made there. And now it looks like this year will end up being the number one tobacco grown in the world is going to be Nicaraguan. So there is a palette for it. There's no sure. doubt about it. Uh, people are liking it for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it has done something in this cigar, which is totally, if I was to smoke the cigar, I would not, blind, not knowing what, what it was, would not think hammer and sickle at all. No. I mean, it's a different cigar altogether, which, which all your cigars are different. They all have a completely different element to it. We think just like, you know, once again, it goes back to our wine background, where country of origin matters. And the tobacco that you're delivering to the consumer matters, and it ought to be representative of what it is. So, you know, Tradition Series is Connecticut Shade, and that's going to be mild plus. We're coming out with a, a Connecticut later this 
early next early next that's so late it's december is that amazing? right that's it yeah it's over. so you know early next year that's a mild a true mild connecticut a traditional connecticut uh you know and then berlin wall is honduran which is traditionally medium body yeah yeah nicaraguan traditionally is medium plus and then obviously yeah, there's exceptions to all those things but you're, yeah, you're but right but the, the country has and and the the you know, the geography imparts certain characteristics that you shouldn't fool around with. You should just embrace it's, what it is. It's interesting that that's how you go about it because I, fe- I do feel like there's a, uh, a vein going through the industry right now where people will have Nicaraguan tobacco, but they want it to taste Dominican. Or no, they'll have Dominican me, tobacco, not. and they want it to taste Nicaraguan. This is Nicaraguan tobacco, and if you took the band off this and blindfolded me, I would know this is Nicaraguan tobacco. This is what it tastes like. Right. There's no reason. Listen, and we don't. What's nice about doing third-party production and not being forced to try to fit a number of flavor profiles out of one standalone factory is that we can go talk to the best of the best and get it to taste like the best of the best from its region because that's where we buy it, that's where we make it, and that's where we blend it. So you're getting all those components. You have to bring all those elements through the cigar. You can't ask a Dominican to do great Nicaraguan work, and you can't ask a Nicaraguan to do great Honduran work, and vice versa, and versa versa. So, yeah, you know, just it, go it, to go to the people. You know, they know it matters. These blenders are traditionally 60, 65 years old in all these different countries. They've been doing this a long time. In their way, they've been doing it. So you tell them to, a, a Dominican to start making Nicaraguan tobacco, and no, it's like it doesn't work. I hate it. He doesn't like it. No. That's what it is. And, you know, for my Italian mother to, to tell her to stop making Chinese food, she's probably going to be, not be into it, you know? You got it. Yeah. She could pull it off, but she's not going to be into it. She wouldn't pull it off as good as a good old Chinese grandmother would do. No doubt. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you uh, touched on the new product that's coming out, uh, which is Icon. Icon. Um, I did taste it. <clears throat> that's going to be, before smoking this, I would have thought the icon. I was crazy about it at the show. I'm like, holy god, this would be. This is the one. This is the cigar of the show. And you said, yeah, it's not coming out this year. Right. So we, that's um, the end of that. Yeah, you know, we basically told everybody, listen, we, we're going to show you what's coming, and the fact that you can now, you can commit to Hammer because Hammer has committed to you. Hammer committed to the industry. Um, you know, we have something now: mild, mild plus, medium, medium plus, and full body. Yeah. And those are the core five brands. And we're going to do special, unique things off of each of those brands going forward. But we have our footprint now. And we don't have to have 500 sizes of everything. We don't have to have right. 65, you know, different brands. We don't ha- you don't have to do that. You know, we're going to have some special things. We'll do some funky things here and there. They'll come in. They'll run out. And that'll be it. Yeah. Like Second Growth, which we'll smoke uh, sure. in the next hour. That was a one-shot deal. That's it. That's it. One time. Whatever's out there is out there. One and done. Now, that, that show was so long ago, and um, can you tell us about the second growth itself? What, what was going on with the wine barrels? How did you procure that? What's the story behind the, again, although it's wood, which is a, a violation for you, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of, it's cool wood. It's right. not it is really cool just, wood. I know, mean, it's, it's all. It's not it, just cedar. It's like all marred else. up. It's scarred. Right. It's, it's gentleman wood. Yeah, that, that, that wood was definitely beat up before it was turned into a cigar box. It's gorgeous. This is so, box number 362. 362. We did 1,000 boxes. Uh, I kept 100. We released 900. Actually, we released 800. We'll do the, the final 100 le- next year. And what's cool is that it's, it's beat up because it's a deconstructed wine barrel. Uh, we got in touch with Chateau Grand La Rose. Smell it as soon as I yeah. opened it. Boom! There it is. Awesome. It's we, wine. Yeah, we got in touch with Chateau Grand La Rose, 
in Bordeaux. Uh, we bought 100 of their barrels, uh, flew the barrels over to the United States, deconstructed them here, got in touch with a, believe it, a wooden boat maker uh, from Ireland that had moved to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And it would have to be a boat maker, I would imagine, because of all of the curvature That's correct. Yeah. of the wood itself that, that, that screams boat making. And what a nice job he did. Yeah, um, really. And what you get by leaving the cigars in there is that wine starts to permeate into the cigar, and it's really a uh, really a nice opportunity. Now the wine, now the cigar itself has no body, but great, great, great Connecticut tobacco flavor, just great. But no body, and we wanted that because we wanted a cigar that you could drink with wine. Wine relies on body, interesting to, to have mouthfeel. Okay, yeah. the cigar doesn't. A cigar requires great flavor. It doesn't always require a lot of body. Some people like a lot of body. Others do not. But this, we wanted you to keep the body from the wine, but enjoy a cigar. We made, we did, made a beautiful big cigar. So, you know, it's a two-hour... One, One size. It's a two-hour smoke. Have, a, you know, three or four glasses of wine with that thing. And you know what? Enjoy your success. Celebrate yourself. It's okay to take a minute and say, wow, I'm doing all right. Three I'm or four glasses of wine would be an entire bottle. Well, that... You, Which I did. My three glasses is your bottle. I don't know. <laughs> Don't you, don't you judge me. I know. There's no judgment there. That's how I roll. I just am surprised that someone else does, too. I now, thought I had a problem. Now, we're talking a small production. 20,000 cigars ever produced wow. of this. And uh, a real, real special thing to end up having. Uh, I know about the cigar before the cigar was actually placed in here. And um, uh, Hanky Kellner. Right. I mean, this is um, Hanky Kellner of Davidoff fame um, that made this cigar as a special cigar for himself. For a son. That's correct. It oh, was his 36th. It was Junior's 36th birthday. And that's why on the band you'll see HMK 36. Yeah, so you're represented there. And speaking of the band, the band is something that hasn't been done <laughs> for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Made it's of silk. Embroidered silk. Yeah. Wow. Because that was um, Queen. Back in the day when, the, when gentlemen wore white gloves, um, they would, the, the staining of the cigar on the gloves would frustrate people. So they actually would wrap the cigar in a piece of silk uh, and carry it. And that was the first version of a cigar lib. And here awesome. it is. We just sort of modernized it a now, little bit. Now, uh, people will look at it as second growth and not understand the terminology if they're not into wines and understand what second growth is. So please explain that. Second growth is um, there, there are five. Oh, I can give you the whole thing. I'll do it really quick. <laughs> yeah, give us the short version. The short version. Uh, you're a sommelier. You're, you're mm-hmm. a pre- professional wine Drinker and maker and... I'm a cork dork, yeah. Um, cork dork. That's good. Yeah, dork. Gotta, uh, mark that down in the file, Chuck. Of, yeah, uh, cork, cork dork. dork. Words coined on the Cigar Authority. So, yeah, no, uh, the French, years and years ago, were hosting the World's Fair. Back when the World's Fair meant something from a commerce perspective, and they were looking for a way to rate the wines uh, coming out of Bordeaux. So they created what's called a growth scale. And there were five growths, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Um, there were only five first growths in the world, and... The second growths were all frustrated. They weren't chosen as, quote-unquote, first growths. But I happen to think that there's, there's greatness out there everywhere. So we didn't want to call ourselves a first growth, but we thought it was, uh, was kind of cool to call it second growth. Yeah, second growth. And it's two also the two second, is my favorite number. And it's I also being number two. You know, the second use of the wine barrels we thought right. we kind of tied off That's to true, that. too. That's true, too. So uh, are they available uh, to be bought from can other uh, retailers still buy these? Do these still exist out there? So no. whoever has them, has them. That's yeah, the whoever other. has them, has them. And then if, you know, if the, the folks that got behind it we uh, did. need some more, we, certain, we have them available for those folks, but no new okay. retailers will have it. We have really 
you know, put them out on occasion and mm-hmm. held them back, and we're going to make we're going to stretch this thing out for a long period of time. I have my number three box mm-hmm. in not my number humidor. two, not number two, number one and two went to somebody or whatever. You probably have it. Uh, I have number one, um, and that's being given to Grad Rose as a gift. Uh, number two went. Uh, yeah, I put away for my daughter, who was two at the time. I'll take number three. Thank and you. All would... right. Yeah, I guess that's high enough up on the food chain. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's an honor. It is. And Caroline was five, so she's got number five. Um, okay. And that's it. Wow. Now, uh, they're, they're, they're little ones right now, but I had the luxury of my, my daughter turned 18 and got to smoke my first cigars that I saved exactly what you did. I saved them uh, oh, all 18 great. years. It was an awesome, awesome thing to go through. And, um, you know, I, I, I was hoping for a boy, but I had a girl, and uh, it worked out just fine because she sat there and smoked cigars with me, and it was, it was great. So uh, do the same. Enjoy it and mm-hmm. uh, put it aside. You can't just imagine what happens to this cigar, uh, second growth, um, a year into it after we had it for a year. This year we'll have it for two years, and uh, we're going to smoke it in the next hour and see how, how much better it even got than that. But you, you're guessing five years or so it's going to be? Yeah, peaking? I think at four years it would be amazing with the wine all saturated through yeah. it. And all these things have peak times to, to do. And I'll tell you, honestly, I saved a box for 18 years for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Past peak. Yeah. You know, there was no doubt about it. It lost its flavor and stuff. It was, it was a light cigar to begin with. Sure. Um, and it just got lighter and lighter and... Mm, it was all right, and the experience was great and everything of it, but certain cigars have, have peaks, wines have peaks. Absolutely. Um, which so you almost had to suffer through your celebration. No, it wasn't <laughs> that it was bad at all. I just had, wish it had more flavor to it, and it didn't. Uh, but you get good. You got New, a, newbie question. So what is, that, what is that shelf life, or on average? Well, the shelf life is forever, but when, it, when is peak, you have to take a guess Does at that. Does it depend on the, on the, on the tobacco? Does it depend the, on the grape? I, I have no idea. Well, with wi- wines are different based on the grape and the volume of tannin. Um, tannin content will allow for what they call uh, bottle preservation. Tobacco is tobacco, and it's going to run. It's going to degrade flavor-wise after year seven. So, the maximum you're ever going to get out of a tobacco product is seven years. Really? So and then someone... it will degrade. Now, you'll, I mean, you can smoke it forever. I mean, I've had you know. Well, pre-embargo Cubans, but they don't taste like a whole lot anymore. Doesn't that mean that someone who says they've got a 10-year-old wrapper on a cigar, that it's three years past its prime at best? No, because the marriage of the three units together, once you know, I argue, re- could I say this because I'm, you know, I'm a neophyte, I'm not a tobacco pro. Yeah, yeah you are. You got, um, it. you got it now. Is, you know, that marriage, when you put the wrapper, the binder, and the filler together, I think creates a new... Symbiosis, I guess. I'm, you know, not not a scientist. Yeah. But I think from that point forward, you get you can you can start to count. That's my my take on it. Fair and enough. plus, they lie. <laughs> These people with the, this ten year old tobacco, you know, is a lie. Oh, I get a kick out of some of it. Too. Yeah, it never runs out. Yeah. Come on, it never runs out. It's amazing. It's Jack and the Beanstalk stuff. It just keeps going. <laughs> they just sprinkle it. No. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that becomes there. So. Uh, we we uh, we see Hermitage. We can expect the icon. Does that finish it off? At that that finishes the core brands, and now it's going to be exciting to get. I like to be creative, so every year we're going to, we're going to try to do one extension off of a brand a year. Off each brand, or just one, one brand a year. So you know, as an example, you know, we haven't decided what next year's will be, but we'll pick one of the five and and do something really hip and kind of really unique out of it. All short run stuff, or are you going to be going for a full line extension? Short run. 
Just a short run. Yeah. That's it. One nice. And short runs, and we talked about this before, I don't, I don't believe anybody can make 20 million great cigars. No. Um, and, not, and, and, and not call yourself boutique. Right. I don't think you can do it and ask a consumer to pay, you know, what we do, which is anywhere from 8 to $10. dollars you know, cigars are bargains. So we, we know who makes uh, a lot of them. We don't. We, Hermitage, we don't know. Uh, yeah, small factory out of uh, actually out of Honduras. Okay, which is literally less than you can throw a baseball from the front door into Nicaragua. So I mean, it's okay. It's as Nicaraguan as you can get and still be Honduran. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you will make just one particular thing for one. So of the five that's out there, there's something next year that will come out from one of those five things, and it will be a one-and-done extension off it. Would that be a special size of it or just a, just a size? It'll say no, it will always be something. We're going to do something very – always do something cool with tobacco. Okay. Um, you would make like the, the regular line, a Maduro sure. or something? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and we're, we're starting to hunt and peck for – Unique tobaccos, and what's exciting is people are calling us. Yeah, but someone's you know? got something something really cool that they've been setting right. aside well, they, for and project, they and they can't do anything if they have a small amount. They right. themselves can't do anything with it. So some of these big big companies that make millions and millions of cars have a bale or two of something they can't do anything with, and it's been it. sitting there and sitting there and getting better and better. And what the heck are they going to do with it? They have to sell it to a boutique company you that's going to do something spectacular with it. And that's what will end up happening. Wouldn't that, that I w- love to taste a uh, original hammer and sickle with a Maduro wrapper on it? What a I'm, yeah. getting, all, I'm yeah. getting all jittery right now. That's <laughs> awesome. And how will you know if the thing is good? You'll test. You'll you have them make some cigars and sure. say they send us samples. Okay. Um, Do you go down into the factory actually yourself and help with the not help with the blending per se because of who's doing it, but go through the process with them and sample and say, sure. yeah, this is close to what I'm looking for. Can we tweak it? And make it a little. There isn't an American on Earth. Or... Let me. I want to be clear about this, and, and I'll get blasted for this, but so be it. There isn't an American who can go to one of these countries and truly blend a cigar. No, there I, just I, isn't. That's right. Okay. You know what? And they, anybody pros, running around, man, well, anybody why would you go into around, their kitchen and screw with them? Anybody running around telling you that they're doing that, that they're the blender, <laughs> is lying to you. Yeah. Okay. This, this industry is full of lies, and on the Cigar Authority, we try to bring them because. This industry is fantastic. It doesn't need to make up lies. That's it is the doing part. amazing things to begin with. So why you don't have to, you know, even make it embellish any bigger than it is. I mean, you got four hundred people doing a certain thing to a cigar and end up going to the end user and say it's eight bucks at the end of it. It's pretty damn amazing. It's to embellish. It's, it's crazy. the romance. So why do you want a businessman from Boston? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling your cigar, man. I want, you know, Eladio or some, you know, one of those guys right. doing this. They're, they understand it. And they understand that this thing is a botanical, man. It grows. Their crops are different every year. You have to rate the leaves. So you can go down and say, oh, well, it was, I, I told him to use this wrapper and that binder <laughs> and that filler. No, I it doesn't it. matter because it's different every year. He knows what the differences are. Yeah. So you I, give I that person so a flavor and let their excellence come through and then give them some goddamn credit for it. What's the problem? Right. Yeah. Everybody wants to take the credit. Cut it out. I know. They're running a business here in the United States, a big business, a a cigar business, and then on their off time, they're flying to Honduras (laughs) and blending cigars. Really? (laughs) For their first time. Have you ever uh, gone down into into, uh, Dominican Republic, for example, and said to Hanky, here's something that I would like... Uh, the cigar to compliment and hand them, uh, say, a thing of, of vodka or a thing of wine and say, 
I'd like something that would pair with this in the as the end product. Is that how you go about it, or how do you go about picking what it is that you're going to? We built pick? a flavor spectrum, um, uh, strength combination with actual flavor, and we actually, you know, we we sit down and we look at this spectrum, and actually, it's. It's not on the on the new web. The website's about new websites about ready to go with a lot of content. I think you'll like it. Um, we're, sort, we're sort of growing up as a company, so we can deliver some more things. And you'll start to see that on on our website, and you'll see what we you know what we asked for and how we got there. And but you know, we, we, listen, we're not. I'm not blending it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sitting in my basement and Lowell rolling stuff up. Yeah. And it's <laughs> not. And not. But some people tell you that, and it's just not true. And it's better you say you're not doing it because I would I would think less of the product. Nothing personal, but I would say the guy in Lowell's blending a cigar. I want to go with the guy in the Dominican that's been doing it his right. whole life. Let me go with. What do we get for ten dollars? As opposed to what do I get for ten dollars? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you the most important question this sure. time of year. Go ahead. What do you want for Christmas? And don't or get, or don't holiday. Or holiday. If you call it holiday, that's okay. Yeah. We'll make fun of you later. But yeah. what do you want for a holiday? What do I want for a holiday? Yeah. I just got back from Russia, and all I ever heard was, "Oh, we're going on holiday." Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. So I just made the Russians British. How'd that yes. work out? <laughs> oh, bloody hell! Uh, what do I want for Christmas as a gift for me? Or yeah, what do you want as a gift to humanity? Yeah, you want. Um, what is the... Oh, goodness gracious. Well, children, gather around. It's story time. Uh, what would I like for Christmas? Um, I just... You know, I want my kids to be healthy and happy. Of course, of course. Number one. Um, you know, a Ferrari would be good. Yeah? Stuff yeah, like that. there you go. All right. I don't know what I want for Christmas. That's a good question. <laughs> I think if I had... Seriously, if I had one wish, I, you know, I don't want the country to go off this stupid fiscal cliff. This was a rough one, huh? we got to figure that out. This was a rough election. I'm not happy, but... I had a bad night, man, let me tell you. I got oh. a stiff neck, and I had it for a week after that. And now I caught I it. I was stressed out, unbelievable. You think it's stress? Oh, it's it is stress. stress. And I'll tell you this. The thing about working with David, and it, you get a stiff neck, he suddenly becomes your chiropractor. And he starts. Because <laughs> we got things to do. Yeah. He, starts, he starts going, all right, let me, let me crack it. I'm like, no, it, it's stiff. It hurts. I don't want to be cracked. I don't want anything getting worse. And he's like, no, no, come on. <laughs> And he opens up the door, makes me stand down a foot and a half because so I'm he can reach short. my arms and just starts yanking around and cranking on my neck. I felt better for a second. But you're still <laughs> stiff, And huh? I started breathing. Yeah, that's, I don't want you to think I'm not looking at you for any other reason than it just hurts to look at I wouldn't look there. at me either. I'm sick looking. And, and while I couldn't, my, I nef- the shirt. my nef- neck was stiff. Yeah, that's, um, Are you picking on my shirt? No, I actually genuinely like pink. Look I at this getting, jacket. I was getting, uh, getting dressed this morning. Caroline came running in before school, and she said, Daddy, can I pick out your shirt? I said, sure. It's like rolling the dice, you know. I mean, she's seven. <laughs> yeah. So I knew what was coming. So she picked out the pink shirt. So I'm it is here, pink. I am, here I am in pink. There it is. Yeah, and you, men, You're rocking it. Real men can wear pink, right? Apparently. How come when he wears pink, it's real men can wear pink, and when I wear pink, there's some sort of feminine no, re- issue? Real men can't wear pink, and, I, and I'm bothered by it. <laughs> But you could, you could. But, but Dave, you, you know what? He was man enough to not call it. Uh, he, he didn't call chartreuse. It, yeah, yeah, or, 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 or some uh, light red. It's salmon. No, it's pink, buddy. It's pink. No, it's pink. Yeah. It's pink, and I'm cool with it. It's all good. He's rocking it. Maybe I'll do a uh, a pink label someday. That'll be kind of. Please don't. Yeah. It was at the trade show. If you didn't catch that, I saw it. It was disgusting. Oh yeah. There was that, and there's there's some other labels going around that are a little effeminate, and they're not selling as a result of the effeminate labels. And we'll yeah, leave names a, out of it, but this is a guy's business, and you, you know. Yeah, come on with it is something it is. manly. Put a gothic face or something on the band, and 
skull and crossbones, whatever. It is a it is a guy's business, but right now this is the time of year all the women are coming through the store and Absolutely. stuff. And men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Let me tell you, we are so much different. Mm. I'm having a tough time. Thank God, because I don't want to sleep with me. Right. But uh, you have a tough time with them because they're different animals out sure. there. Um, and they think differently, and they want to buy people. You know, I bet your packaging is attractive to the women, the, the packaging itself, uh, because that's what they look at as opposed to the core product that's in here. But you got it all going on. The cigar is great. The packaging is unique. You're certainly not the copycat. Uh, everybody else is. And this is such a copycat business. So can't wait for the icon. But I'll tell you, the Hermitage. Hermitage uh, is a home run. They best. both start with an H. It's easy to remember. Hermitage yeah. is a home run. Oh, I thought it was the same as the icon. And I'm Hanson, like, Hammer, Hermitage, home run. That's right. There we go. So they're all home runs. Happy. Eric Hanson, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you for you. having me. This and, is great. and thank you for being a uh, uh, contributing advertiser on here. I appreciate it very, very much. Very much appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for doing what you're doing. We're going to uh, take a short break. We come back as guys. We look closer at our stockings under our tree as little boys. Goofy gifts make us the most happy. Ladies, you want to learn a little something? Stay tuned before you buy those stocking stuff. They're very important. We're going to give you the inside scoop of what guys really want. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Victor Vitale from the Cigar Agency Global, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. With a billion choices, it's Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's Stogie Heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two choices. It's no 
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. She's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor in taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott at Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. 
The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. We're going to see some serious <laughs> With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? We are back from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. It is hammer time. It is Christmas time. And uh, cigars are starting to sell, and it's really happening. And uh, good time of year. It is a good time And we're figuring out what we're going to do for next year already. Well, we're finishing up our hammer and sickle um, Hermitage number one. I uh, love the cigar. Hate to put it down, but it's a real treat what's going to come up next. It certainly we're, is. We're going to light up uh, second growth. But first. But first, you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We are the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only radio show that does not just allow smoking. We insist. We insist. If you have the opportunity to smoke a Hermitage along with us, or if you are lucky enough to be able to score yourself a second growth. Raisins. It's barreled in raisins. We were just laying in barrels of raisins, right? That's the Hermitage. Yeah. Pre- pre-light. Absolutely. Okay. And then the second growth uh, aged in, essentially aged in a wine barrel. It's phenomenal. So if you are fortunate enough to do that, you should be smoking along with us. Uh, and you can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com. We're actually, as we've said, we're taping on a Thursday. We've got people chiming in on the chat box. It's awesome. I like to do live shows because of bigger audience and things like that because they know when to expect us. Right. But right now we're dealing with the Patriots and we're dealing with Chuck and the Patriots. So uh, shaking his head, but they're going to they're gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> so we're going to have some issues, right? Yeah, we're going to have some issues. You're fired. Um, you can always catch the podcast on demand anytime uh, or simply find us on iTunes. You set it once and you forget it. It uploads to your Pat's smartphone. Pat's Miami Dolphins for you this week? Yeah, my, uh, Miami. Yep, you, you Miami. Go, you're going to Miami on Saturday? Saturday, yeah. I am going to Miami on Wednesday. Uh, I'll be there for uh, a few days anyway. You know, the Dolphins are the least watched team live in the stadium. They no. have the lowest... They oh. have the lowest really? attendance in the entire NFL. They're the last place team as far as attendance goes. Wow. Really? To the point where their um, their payroll or whatever the thing is, however they make their money, is in jeopardy uh, as a result of it. Yeah, it's not good. Don't throw it. Don't throw it. Don't even take the chance. <laughs> Chicken. Don't even do it. Oh, reach, reach. Oh, the neck hurts. Yeah. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, I, I meant to give him this one, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let me trade with him. Oh, oh, man. So this is the second growth. This is a behemoth, man. I, the size, it doesn't even say on the box, but this has got to be seven and a half, eight inches by 52. I think wow. you broke my neck. Sorry. He was cranking on it, Chuck. Why are you Like a him? wrestler. I was just trying to snap it, but it wouldn't like, snap. He's like, ugh. Uh, I was and then to snap it doesn't it. work, so he reaches across my mouth and like fish hooks me and yanks my neck to the oh. side when I'm not expecting it. And then he goes, go. "Okay, I would 
pay to see this on video. Literally, after three minutes of him torturing me to the About right, three minutes. He goes thirty seconds. All right, we're gonna do the other side now. I'm like, no, we're done. He goes, you're gonna be unbalanced, and he starts yanking and cranking on the other side. I Never think cracked. It's broken. Never cracked. Never cracked. Oh. But he was stiff anyway. But he got more stiff. Right? It made worse. No. Well, the, the thing he did to my back actually helped, but who knows? So second growth Grand Cru Classy C L A S S E. Don't know what these now, things mean. I'm using a paleo cutter on this, and here's the reason: when you have a high-end cigar like this, the cut is the most important part because if you ruin the cut on this, you could you could mess up the draw, and yeah. then you just wasted twenty-one dollars of your hard-earned money uh, on a cigar that you can in a couple of years you're not even going to be able to get it. So you got to make sure the cut's perfect. So when I'm choosing a cutter for what I'm going to be smoking. I choose the cutter often based on what it is and how valuable it is. When it's a valuable cigar, I go Palio every time because of the shearing action. Yeah, you're talking a $32 cigar, but I'll tell you the value is because not only is it a fantastic cigar, let's call it a $25 cigar, and maybe a $10 glass of wine, all in one. There you go. Because I can taste the wine. Totally. Boom. Sitting in a wine barrel since we got them. Yes. The cigars have been made since 2009. This is a very, very special cigar. I have, um, th- this is from the regular ones there, but I have not touched my number three box. I'm going to save that for at least, what, what is he saying? Seven, seven years. years. Seven years. I'm going to do it in seven years. I was going to say ten so years, but I'll do it in seven. 2016 would be. DuPont. Yeah, I'm going to try the DuPont, I think. Yeah, that's the way to go. When did you receive the box? Uh, two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, Christmas. What a Christmas present it was. And um, That was the first time we had Eric Hansen on. And uh, in his nervousness, he just kept going on and on and on about how to clean uh, distilleries. I think we deleted that. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it was. David and I kept looking at each other Because we didn't know how to do an interview. We didn't even the, know how to stop him. How do we get him to stop talking about distilleries in Russia and the wheat and the, the threshing and... There he is right there. <laughs> Today's interview was our absolute home run, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about a couple of years ago. The first we didn't one, to, it was we rough. We didn't know how to interview people. The first one was rough. We didn't know how to stop you. <laughs> you were telling us how to clean a distillery or something like that. It went on and on and on. But I love you. I know. I learned that. You know what? In fairness, in fairness, we did ask him questions about what he was talking about, even though we wanted him to move on to another topic. We we didn't know how to do it. We kept egging him on down the wrong road. So it's. it's, I'm going to give you a heads up too. We still don't know how to do it. Well, it's completely true. But he knows how to give an interview. Yes. So we may not know how to take one, but he knows how to give one now. So anyway, can I borrow that lighter? Oh, I'm sorry. You said that. Um, so anyway, um, stocking stuffers, I want to get into this. Stocking stuffers often are overlooked in the rush to see the bigger gift that Santa put underneath the tree. But they're one of my favorite parts of Christmas altogether. There's something fun about the little gift that fits inside the giant stocking hanging over the mantle. For adults, novelty gifts can be hard to know how to fill a stocking with the best things that are neat and useful. That's what we're looking for, ladies. Neat and useful. For that reason, we've found some stocking stuffers. Your father, your husband, your brother. Hey, me. Something that I would find practical and delightful. Like, don't give me a comb. No, don't, don't give it. It's funny, but you could, you could put one in there. That's a little funny. 
Uh, while stocking stuffers have uh, one or two just-for-him items, many stocking stuffers are a bit of junks and throwaways in the drawers. You don't want to do that. You don't want to give, say, something, a paper holder. What do they call that? Paperweight. Paperweight. Like Come a rock on, concert. Yeah, yeah. yeah get out of here. Come on, put a, little, put a little something into it. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. It has to be uh, a lot of thought put into it. Ladies, we're going to give you the answers anyway right now, and we'll go through a lot of those uh, items that I think would be useful. And uh, The best one that I got having to do with, with hair was a bald man's hairbrush. And there was just a flat paddle. There was no bristles on okay, it. Okay, yes. So the, that one I have hanging in my studio, but the uh, the comb, that's not funny. Have you, how long have you been bald? Uh, 12 or 13 years. Really? Yeah. I wore a hole in my hairline spinning on my head when I was a break dancer 20 years ago. And uh, I always had a thick, thick, bushy hair, and it always grew over, so I didn't even know I had the hole. And then when I started cutting my hair shorter, I'd go to the barber and say, you know, use the buzzer and fade it up and blah, blah, blah. And he noticed that I had a hole in my hairline, but it wasn't in the spot that you get male pattern baldness. It wasn't in the back and it wasn't creeping up the front. It was just dead center. So you spun it, pulled it out of your hair and ripped it right I, out I know the, the exact day that I did it. I was breakdancing <laughs> at a roller skating rink with a cement floor and they covered the floor in... Cement floor? They covered the floor in plastic, a special roller skate plastic that would chip because the cement had moisture that would wick up through the bottom of it. So I was spinning on my head, and I rotated into one of the chips. I felt every follicle rip off the top of my head, and I left a blood trail going down. And that answers a lot of questions, not just the hair, but the male uh, patent baldness. It answers a lot of questions spinning on your head, but we'll get to that. Save that Maybe for that's another. why my neck's sore. I don't do it anymore. Yeah? Oh, I used to have such a strong neck. Uh, so l- let's think. What, what, what are some of the things? And I have some things written down here. Pocket knives. Guys like pocket knives. And I don't mean those big giant things. I want a butterfly but, knife in my stocking. That's not a knife. Yeah. No, we don't want one of that's not a knife things. But a, but a gentleman's pocket knife. Something really nice for a what man to carry around. What makes a gentleman's around. pocket knife versus a switchblade or? Mini. Small thing that you're going to use maybe. Not mini, but medium, I would say. Like you know what I mean? Eight inches? No. No. It's gotta, no, like that. Yeah, three inches. Two inches. I feel like I'm blade. undercompensating when I have that. I need a big one. Yeah. That explains a lot again. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be all that pricey. Some of the, um, the big names out there, Benchmade uh, knives, get something nice that's going to hold an edge. Yeah. Yeah. And something, and the guy will carry it around forever. He'll think of you all the time if you, if you get it for him. You know, nice handle, maybe a, a, a mother of pearl type of handle or a yeah. fancy wood that's on it or something. Throwing knives. My wife got me throwing knives once. That was an awesome present. Really? Yeah. Because we're really kids. We're still kids. It doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're boys, you know, and we, those things are cool. On Christmas, uh, the, the nephew was opening up his present, and he opens up uh, night vision goggles. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I want night vision goggles. What the heck? This kid's not even going to use night vision goggles. Wouldn't even know what to do with it if he had it. And I open up the next present. She got me night vision nice. goggles, too. So you're doing all right. Yeah, you're, she, you're getting some good she stuff. She can hang. Um, knife sharpening kit. So if you get them the, the knife, you get them the little knife sharpening kit, too. There's a twofer Just right like there, right? Er- Ernest, uh, Ernest goes to camp. I never saw it. Oh, my God. He licks the stone because you have to wet it. He licks it. And then he says, you slide the knife briskly down the stone, and he slips off the stone. It goes into his hand. And he goes into the meat of your hand, and then he starts bleeding. That's good. He died, Ernest, right? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. That explains why I haven't Vernon, seen an Ernest. Uh, 
Vern. 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 Vern was his partner. Yeah. He always talked to Vern. <laughs> Never saw Vern, though. No? No. There was no Vern? You know I who think, the no, other? I think that was his real name. Do you know who the other Vern, the famous Vern from a movie? Who's the other Vern? I don't know any Verns. There's no. one other Vern that I can think really? of from a, a very famous movie. A famous Vern. Uh-oh, Vern. Vern. No. Vern. No. Rain Man. Dustin oh, Hoffman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His attendant was Vern. Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah. he would always say, uh-oh, Vern. Uh-oh, uh -oh, Vern. Vern. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't a famous person. But <laughs> no, it was famous, not at all. Famous Vern from a movie. I mean, there's only two of them. Yeah, yeah. Ernest Vern <laughs> and... Rain Man's Vern. Vern. Maybe it'll be a big, big comeback this year of people naming their kid Vern. <laughs> Vernon. Yeah. Vernon. Can you imagine? Oh, this is my son, Vern. Yeah. There's a baseball player named Vernon Wells. He and I have the same number teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Automatically, the kid ain't going far, right? Vern. <laughs> <laughs> he graduated from the third grade at the same time I did. Right. His name was Vern. And there's a Vern listening to the show right now getting really pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> the Vern Protection Agency of America is going to call us. Keep that line open over there, Boyd. So how about a tactical flashlight? A tactical flashlight. Is that something that you can shine on your junk when you have to take a... Oh, that would be a testicle flashlight. Yeah, this would That's be a different. Tactical, tactical. Tactical flashlight. You know what I think happened? Dave was researching his colognes, and he saw the karate cologne. What was it? <laughs> High karate. <laughs> High karate. And he's on like what this tactical it? ninja spy. Something, yeah. Knives. You've never been so manly. This is what guys You're a man want. right now. Yeah, the closest thing stuff. you got to manly was when you filmed the manly video with me and you held the camera. Baloney. Um, pocket warmers. Those little things that go inside your pockets warm your hands when you're outside shoveling sure. and stuff like that. Wouldn't that be nice to have? No. You'd think of her. That's when one a girlfriend got me because I was shoveling uh, as a, in college. Uh, it's got the little sticks of something that you burn, so you light it on fire. It's like an incense almost, and you blow it out, and you put it inside the holder, and it goes in the pocket, and it gets up to like 160 degrees, and it'll warm your entire body just being in the front pocket. Wow. Nice. They're, they're awesome. The new ones that you shake and they're disposable are useless. It's going to beat the heck out of uh, Q-tip swabs or uh, some uh, another pair of socks or a tie. Do you know what my favorite thing to get? What? Brand new socks. Socks and underwear. In my stocking, I would be in heaven. I agree. I get, I get that all the time. It's good to have. Socks are It is awesome. good to have, but it's not that special thing that you'd say, oh, hand warmers. Oh, my God. Well, this... You don't do your own laundry. I do. So having an unbelievably <laughs> impressive supply of socks and underwear means I don't have to do laundry for like two months. It's awesome. And I, I've been with you when you're down to the last pair and <laughs> of, of everything. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> what is this outfit? This is the last thing I have. I have to, I have to do laundry today. do laundry today. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end. Oh, that's funny. This is the end. Uh, old school hair groom stuff now. No help to you at all, Mr. At all? Jonathan. Uh, but uh, any, you don't know. I should even bring this up. <laughs> A little dabble, do you? Nothing? No. Nothing? Nothing. Uh -uh. Nothing. Brill cream? No. Imagine, no. i got to get some older guys here what you working need, with me. What you need to do is update yourself. I'm not updated. I'm 52 years old, and I know what Brill Cream is, and you don't. When I'm 52 years old, I'll still be able to break dance. Can you break dance? I cannot. Okay. I never chose, but I have all my hair, and that's why. How about a money clip instead of that elastic you use in your pocket, yeah. right? How about a real nice money clip with your initials on it or something like that? Yeah. You'll know it's your money. Now yes. you're talking. Okay? It's not. got to get some but... money, but... Some uh, money clip with your with your uh, name on it. Some ammo. That's a guy. 
thing, right? Some rounds. Ammunition. She'd have to know what kind of gun you have, but... She knows what kind of gun you have. It's a forty-five. I don't have a forty-five. I had a thirty-eight special. Yeah, that's because you're not a man. (laughs) Uh, Shaving brush. You know those shaving brushes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Right? A little old school going on. Do you need special soap for that? Or do you just use regular soap? You don't need it, but they have some special soap that that lathers up really nice. But regular soap can work for shaving cream anyway. Because I've tried that. You end up just gouging your face. I have a straight razor and... I end up just cutting myself all up. Here we go. How about uh, nips? Like uh, she puts maybe the stocking on as a brassiere and just kind of pokes them through and you reach little your hand Little bottles in of booze. Little bottles of booze. Nips. Oh, I was going someplace totally I know you were different. going, so uh, let me stop you right there. <laughs> but a couple of nips in there are yeah. your favorite liquor maybe. I wonder if they have some high-end nips. For all the wives that are listening, oh, I'm sure husbands a- really do appreciate the other kind of nips though. So don't sell that one short completely. If you want to try to work those in to the gift-giving season, I think that's a huge win for all of us. Soap on a rope. What are you, in prison? (laughs) Whoever got soap on a rope? I have got soap on a rope. English leather, soap on a rope. Why would you even want that? It's hanging around you in case you drop it. Give me a pair of nunchucks, not soap on a rope, because I'm going to try to use that as the same (laughs) thing, and it's going to come flying off and hit Grandma. Soap on a rope. Bill Cosby once said, fatherhood is pretending the present you love most is the soap on the rope. Because that's what the kids got them. But it's cool. It's something. Better than the bar of soap. Soap uh, on a rope. Okay. Again, you're going to have to update yourself because soap on a rope never was cool. It was cool. Never will be cool. And it would be cool because it would be old school. And you'd have a smile on your face if you got it. And you would have a smile on your face when you used it. And it would last you... Ten times or something, and it'd be fun. Getting to the end of the soap, and you get the rope left. Soap on a rope. What the hell am I going to do with the rope? Whatever. It'd be a good thing. Ladies, <laughs> listen to me. Get them soap on the rope. It's going to crush a couple of All boxes. Right. If it's you're going to get them soap on a rope, then you've got to get them something else. You've got to get him a book on knots so he can learn how to, what to do with the rope afterwards because otherwise it's yeah, useless. A little, little uh, hand thing of how to make knots, make a fisherman's knot. I'm a that. huge, huge fan of knots. Really? Huge fan. I know, I know how to make quite a few different kinds of cool knots that do different things and slip and don't slip. I mean, I'm big into knots. Well, that's, cool. the, that's the first guy thing you've said all day. <laughs> um, tire pressure gauge? No. Dumb? Wouldn't use it. I don't need to. My car actually tells me the tire pressure <laughs> I think, gauge. Yeah, there's an iPhone app. You just hold your iPhone next to the tire. Really? Psh, there is not. There, there is not. There's an app for everything. Uh, work gloves? Gloves, sure. Okay. Gloves, yeah. Uh, here's a good one. Dunkin' Yo-Yo. Now, don't tell me if you didn't get a yo-yo, you wouldn't be playing with it all day. I don't care how old you are. All right. That day, it's the first goofy present that you've said that I'm saying, yeah. You I, would if play she with got it. me a yo-yo, I'd be all in. Can I add to it? Yeah. Because I would definitely play with it. Yeah. Silly putty. Mm. Okay. You're, you're, on, you're, at, you're on the computer, you're at your desk, you know, you just need something to kind of... Mess around with me. Is Silly Putty the one you put down on a, on a, yeah, like a comic book and it comes or, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a comic book, sure. You get the, yeah, yeah, you get yeah. The and also bounces. Up. You get the pr- bounces? Yeah. You yeah. blow it up into oh, a yeah. ball of bounces, and if you, if you spread it out real thin, you can like, blow through it and make like a Silly Putty bubble. What, what's the ball that bounces? Super Ball. Super Ball. Yeah. I'd like a Super That'd Ball. That'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, ladies, this Sophie, is. Sophie, are you listening? Guy. These, yeah. are, these are guy things, and the guys would, would appreciate it. I, believe me. When I was well, a kid, I cleared the, every single piece of furniture out of the living room so nothing was breakable. Everything out. Closed all the doors, and I wound up, and I threw the Super Bowl as hard as I could 
and slam the door and would count how many bounces. And how many things broke? Oh, cool. No, because I, to- I took everything out. Okay. Everything out of the room. It was the biggest waste of time ever. <laughs> yeah. And my mom came home and couldn't get through the front door because all of the furniture was in the kitchen. Not a good day, but very, very fun. And what's the number? Oh, it was like 30-something. Ridiculous. <laughs> I can see that. It took me two hours oh, to take everything out of the room and get it safe for to play for two minutes before she caught me. That okay, is... so Mrs. Jonathan, expect the room to be emptied if you get the she Super knows, Bowl. She knows when she comes home and there's stuff going on. <laughs> Uh, what do you think about a handkerchief? Maybe with your initials on it or something like that. I think that could not be more disgusting. I agree with you. Why it's would you even gross, put that right? on the list? That's disgusting. I'm, That's not like in, I'm not into the handkerchief thing. People that I want disposable handkerchiefs. Yeah. They're called tissues. Right. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Couple of never, never liked it. You know what's good? Is uh, those little travel baby wipes. Because you don't always have a total toilet with you. And this way you could keep just a little travel... Baby wipes right inside the jacket, and then you you're all set. You know what else is good is like the, the, the little bottles of the hand sanitizer. You know what I'm talking I about? I would never use it, but yeah, I guess that would be if you're a germaphobe, that would be good. If you travel a lot, yeah. yeah. I yeah, like you travel a lot. I like you, germs. You go into those hotel rooms all the you time. You don't know, yeah. No, I have, you a black, know. I, have oh, a black, you know. I have a black light. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gross. Here's a good one. I'd like this. How about a balsa wood airplane? Oh, yeah. Unbelievably awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unbelievably awesome. You know, you can, you can take your pocket knife and you can gouge just a oh, little yeah. tiny yep. hook. Right on the nose? On the nose of the, the balsa wood thing and attach a rubber band to it. And you can launch that thing past the speed of sound. Like, <laughs> terrible idea indoors. Right. No, you want to clear the living room of all breakable things Christmas before you morning, do it. Christmas morning, though, your husband's uh, going to be out in the yard yeah. flinging around a balsa wood that costs you. A buck, a buck, two bucks. Yeah. How much can it be? Yeah. Oh, You've got to go through the effort, ladies, of going to find these handful of things. I promise you, it'll be the, the highlight. The dumber of- it looks, the more fun we'll have playing with it. Absolutely. Oh, that's something I'd buy a three-year-old. That's what it says on it. Three and up. These are things you're that's just going to stu- you're going to stuff in there. So you're going to have thirty, forty dollars worth of stuff in his stocking, and he is going to be out of his mind loving yes. this stuff. Believe me, it's going to be true. Beef jerky, a bag of beef jerky. I like bear jerky with no growth hormone, but yeah, that's good. <laughs> I don't know they even made that. So you can spend forty dollars on just one package of it. It's great. How about um, chocolate bacon bar? Oh, never heard of it. That sounds delicious. One hundred percent all in. You can see Boyd over there nodding his head. Oh yeah, that's a party in his mouth right there. This is guy stuff that a guy finds this inside his his stock, yeah. and he's going to be out of his mind, right? Air horn, a little pocket air yeah. horn. Oh. I got one of those one time. That was not a good time the next morning when I used it. No one thought it was funny. There we go. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> After that, the most important thing, don't forget the cigar accessories, the little stuff that can go in there. A lighter, a cutter. He has a lighter or a cutter. Not a we cheap need, one, yeah. You, we, we something need you more. The golf bag. Yeah, we need something for the car. We need something for the golf bag. You need when the club, if you belong to a club or something. Fluid for the lighters. Yeah, butane gas, these things. Listen, you may not like that he ends up smoking cigars, but he's doing it for his own good. He wants to be a relaxed person when he comes to see you. It's prolonging his life. Right, so help and the guy. And trust me, you don't want to be around the animal that he is when he gets off of work and he's all stressed out and there's no cigars in his life. You don't want that guy. Right, you don't want that guy. So listen, ladies, the sprays and the candles that you want to put in there to mask the yeah. smell of his cigars, Not those funny. are for you. 
Correct. He likes the smell of a cigar, so don't give him that as a gift. 100%. He wants to smell it like the cigars that it is. That would be a gift you would buy for yourself or he would buy for you. Yeah. Don't buy him that because that's baloney. Maybe don't I'll do it. Buy that for my wife. So that's it. That's all I got for stuff for the stalking. Ladies, take heed. Listen to what I have to say. Uh, guys, if you need a, a copy of that, I guess, listen to the show again and write it down because I don't I, have any copies. I got another, another one that's going to sound a little goofy. But believe it or not, I would love to get a little mini sewing kit. Because sometimes you're out and a button pops off your jacket or you're, you, know, you need to make a little mend. Maybe you split those your pants. Those are free in the hotel rooms. Chuck can get you all you want. Yeah, you want one, buddy? I'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. There we go. Get That's my the Christmas present. If you stay at the better hotels, they, they give you those things. Really? Yeah. Oh, they give you right. towels and they give you... Uh, so for the extra $200 a night... You get a 50-cent sewing kit. Do you know what I heard the other day? You know the Bibles inside there? Yeah. They're meant to be taken. Really? They're really? actually meant to be taken. They want you to take it. Wow. Because they get them for free. The hotels get them for free, too. They want you to take the Bible. I, I would never that. take the Bible because I would be feeling like I was breaking one of the commandments, which is stealing. Yeah. So, if you, you know, that will be the last thing you'd ever take. So, it's like, what do you, what do, you do here? But you take the but soap. But they want you to. And you take the shampoo. Yes, yeah. and you don't take the Bible because that's like, you know, that would be stealing from the, the church. Yeah, it's directly to, to going right to hell. Going straight to you, you and Freddie will be sharing a room. That's it. Freddie knows all the different uh, colognes I'm talking about. He, he's he right actually wears it. most of them all at the same time. He just kind of a, a little, little bit here, a little bit there. Of, of the different uh, high karate type things. <laughs> anyway, let's go to break. Uh, we got lots coming when we come back. Um, we have a new segment uh, called The Gentleman's Way. So Chuck's going to give us a little information on The Gentleman's Way. And uh, Cigar of the Year, the contenders are tightening up. We have some information oh, on yes that. Yes, they are. And we'll tell you uh, what's happening with that as far as The Cigar of the Year goes when we return. So that's it. That and more when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, 
draw in price. Maybe this time you should try an Ortsack Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsack, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsack is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsack is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsack Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsack, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm, mm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm, mm, mm. 
Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm-hmm. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. This is Todd Cumes from Villager Cigars North America, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Oh, yeah. It's actually Todd Cumes from CLE now. Yeah, he's changed. Switch. So that becomes like a classic. It's a classic. Like a classic hit, right? Kind of that, like, that's life. That's life. Little Frankie baby. That's what yeah. all the people say. Now, I got How about a box set of Frank Sinatra in the stocking, huh? Oh, that'd be oh. nice. Yes. That'd be nice. I don't care what guy you are. You like Frank Sinatra. Absolutely. This uh, great stock and stuff now, is for guys. If you throw a package of ho-hos in, whether you like them eating the, the junk food or not, you throw a package of ho-hos in the stocking, maybe you keep them out of the strip joint for a week. If you can get some He's Twinkies, got the ho-hos at home. Maybe Twinkies make the comeback and you put the Twinkies in there. Or... What's up with Twinkies right now? I don't know. I think it's in limbo. Come on. Get back it back. Limbo. Snowballs. Bring them back. That's all. I just wanted to say snowballs. No. <laughs> <laughs> the cake snowballs Mr. Mr. Jonathan you're rubbing off on him <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what to do with that he's hanging out with you too much you can do whatever you want with it hey um, we have the contenders for the cigar of the year is going on and uh, the day before Super Bowl Sunday Saturday right on the show we will announce for the 20th time the 20th year um, what the cigar of the year is um, this is uh, 20 years. We've been making this announcement since 1992, and this will be uh, the, the Cigar of the Year. And first, there are the contenders. We have eight contenders for the Cigar of the Year. You can find these contenders um, all listed on uh, twoguyscigars.com. There's a contenders pack. 300 contenders pack have been sold. People are sending in their emails and things. Last week, I mentioned that there was a clear... Uh, cigar that was way ahead of the pack, and uh, it's like they knew who it was or what was going on, but two of them are coming on really, really strong and almost caught up to what was way ahead number one, or maybe these people are finally getting around to uh, sending the information. But we I have- think a lot, a lot of people smoked one of the particular cigars because of uh, the value on it or something. I'm not going to give away any hints. No, and don't that's give away why, any, any, anything. But- that's why... Things were happening in one direction, and now they're catching up on the well, pack. We, we have not, not, a, not a complete tie, but we have a three-way match going on right now. Yeah. Of, a- anyone uh, can all, take it. They're all really good, they but uh, we have uh, three in serious contention right now. But it won't be until um, the day before Super Bowl Sunday, which may be February 1st-ish, uh, whatever. February 3rd, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Um, I should have that information handy, but I don't. But anyway, uh, watch for that. Check it out. You want to try the best of the best. It's the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Look for that pack. Uh, great gift. Great gift for sure. Give that a try. 
Uh, and I'll tell you, cigars have never been better. Uh, all cigars are fantastic. They're on the shelves out there in your brick-and-mortar stores. Uh, and once again, if you, if you want to try some nice cigars, go into your brick-and-mortar stores. Talk to the tobacconist. The, uh, he's a professional. He knows. Tell him what you've liked in the past, but you want to try something different because that's what you want to do. If you're smoking the same thing all the time, over and over, you're missing the boat. You're missing the fun, the excitement of uh, premium cigar smoking. And speaking of, it, speaking of which, we're smoking. This second hour, second growth. Oh my this, God! Phenomenal. This has uh, been around so much for, better than what it was. Oh, oh, it turned into exactly what he said it was going to do. It turned into a whole different cigar. This is this is sipping a glass of wine and mm. smoking a cigar at the same time. It was never dunked into the wine or anything. It just permeates inside the box of the wine barrel it's made out of. And I never looked at it before, and I'm sure he said it, but it, the cigar really doesn't have body. You wouldn't say this is full-bodied or this is mild or this is medium. It's a sponge is what it is. Yeah, it tastes like a glass of wine. Very, very nice. Yeah. Very elegant with the uh, band on. I'll tell you, it's a very delicate cigar, so be careful with when it. When you I get mean, it's... the, uh, the, the um, sparkling water, and it has the essences of the fruit. Mm. That's mm. what's going on here. A little more, more champagne than yeah, yeah. Red, red champagne, if there's such a thing. I don't even know if there is. Like Pink red wine champagne, champagne or something, yeah. yeah. Definitely red, though. Yeah. yeah. You can taste the blood. So anyway, uh, that's that. We have a new segment. So uh, you ready for this, Chuck? This is going to be a new thing. I can't wait. All right, let's do it. Let's see what we got. The new segment is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum, Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair cannot be, sub- cannot be subtracted from one's life, debonair. And gentlemen, speaking of gentlemen, I want to talk to you about something very important. I'm going to play along with me here. We're going to play along, Chuck. You stretch out your legs. Kick back. You take a look out the window. You place the book you are reading on the empty seat next to you. Wait. Do you have pants on? You have pants on. Okay. An attractive, very attractive, smiling stewardess leans over, lays down a cloth napkin and silverware, and asks which of the three available hot entries you would like for your meal. She quickly returns, sets down the dinoware in front of you. As you dig into your delicious, scrumptious food, you can hear the sounds of music coming from the piano bar at the front of the plane. Thunk. With a kick to your seat from the toddler behind you, you awaken from your daydream to find yourself wedged between a large, unbathed man and a tank top He's not and wearing a teenager fruit. blasting music on his headphones so loud Reality. you can hear every single word of the lyrics of his favorite heavy metal band. The flight attendant hands you a plastic cup of soda that's the size of a Dixie cup along with a tiny bag of pretzels that has like three of them inside the bag. And then she just gets out of it like you weren't even alive. Reality has hit. Ear travel, ladies and gentlemen. It certainly isn't the same as it was during its golden age, several decades ago. It's even gone downhill from how it was just even 15 years ago when flights weren't actually always full. You didn't have to pay to check your own bag. You could have made a dash to the gate. It's easy to feel more like a head of, a head of cattle than a traveling gentleman. Gentleman is the key word here. But a gentleman, my friends, a gentleman always does what he must do, and regardless of the circumstances, makes things as pleasant and smooth as possible for everyone around him. Through gestures, big and small, he shows respect for the needs of others, and an awareness of his behavior affects them. He knows his example encourages others to follow suit. The more enjoyable life becomes for all. So, 
Ladies and gentlemen, here is how to fly like a gentleman. So I would imagine Eric Hansen flies quite a bit, and I bet he follows to a T all of the rules you're about to, uh, to, to tell us. Here. I bet he's very current with Emily Post. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Emily Post here. She's the one, Emily Post. You Etiquette in society. In business Ra- and politics your, and at home. finger when yeah, you're yeah, holding yeah. the thing, the three stooges, right? Emily Post. That's it. Little finger. 1922. Here we go. Yeah. To do nothing that can either annoy or offend the sensibilities of others sums up the principal rules for conduct under all circumstances, whether staying at home or traveling. I want to talk about pre-boarding. Gentlemen, pre-boarding. Dress sharp. Now, there's no need for the three-piece suit. But leave the pajama bottoms at home. All please, right? nothing please. worse than a dude rocking pajama bottoms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one wants to stare at your moose knuckle. Just wear normal pants. Please get a get a belt. You're not going to Walmart. You're going on a plane because exactly. it's more like it's more like flying a bus than flying the yeah. way it used to be. It's like, like a bus shower travel. for crying out loud, please. You pig. The reality is, dressing decently with a little style can get you into that mindset and heighten your experience as well as add a bit of the old charm back into the travel for you. And your fellow passengers as well. Putting on real pants. Please. That button (laughs) with the zipper (laughs) will help your fellow travelers feel more like they're getting away from it all and less like they're visiting Walmart at midnight. Absolutely. And by getting away from it all, he's referring to Freddie's junk, I think. (laughs) I think. Relationships. Freddie is our manager here at uh, the Nashua store who's uh, sitting spread eagle on a chair in front of us. (laughs) And that'll be a whole different line of etiquette that Chuck will go over another time. How to conduct yourself at a cigar shop. Let's talk relational affairs here. Relational yeah. affairs. Be nice to the ticket agents and other airline employees, okay? Despite them being right next to those automated kiosks, the ticket agents are not machines. They are people. Don't take out your frustrations on the ticket and gate agents for flight delays and others yeah, that had no hand in the power, no hand in or power in the affair. It's not their fault. It's sure. not their fault. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that is their fault, but that's not it. Keyword decency. Do your best to stay calm and cool, even friendly. It will surely be a sign of relief to the agent. To don't deal call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> with a rational and perhaps even smiling traveler for once. <laughs> and when an agent goes above and beyond the call of duty in helping you out, be sure to tell them how much you appreciate it. Say thank you. That's it. Freddie, I appreciate words. you. Thank you. <laughs> Freddie's like my Vern. Vern. He's my Vern. Efficiency. Go through the security check as quickly as possible. All right, Please. hang on a second. So Please. when Dave goes in and he goes through I'm the ready. pat down six times, is that what he should be doing? I, my you, belt should is be, off. you should be prepared before you're even getting in line. I'm ready. I got, I got half off. my clothes off. Yep. I'm, I'm half stripped by the time I get there. Laptop I'm out. waiting for the lady that's surprised him when she finally gets up and says, Oh, I got to take my jacket off. Oh, She's I got to do this. Like a I'm like, okay, I'm getting stressed out over here. Yep. Thank God I go early. Go ahead, not to interrupt. Oh, changing the pockets, and uh, it's oh. terrible. Everything out of my pockets, really? Yeah. So you guys can relate. You've been standing in line that's snacked up and down, right? Knowing yep. your flight was going to take off in a half an I, hour. I appreciate the pat down, <laughs> to be honest with you. And you're sweating whether or not you're going to get to the gate on time. Your blood pressure starts soaring. Your neck starts to stiffen like Mr. Jonathan. Every minute that passes, and when you see folks at the front of the line moving very slowly and not following the clearly marked instructions, you get smoking mad. 
Absolutely. I do get irritated. I have, I have a very low tolerance for slowness. It's, you know what it is? It's in the way people. We've bred And maybe in the they're way very, people. very early for their flight. Maybe. And maybe somebody behind you is very, very late. I happen to be early, too. Yeah. But I'm still stressed out. But some guy's going to miss a plane because a lady There's a picking. comedian, Bill Burr, that says we should just stop letting in-the-way people mate with other in-the-way people. <laughs> and then slowly over time, lanes will be opening up on the highways. We get it down to 30,000 people. Everyone can go to the Super Bowl. And 22 of us get to play. As, <laughs> as gentlemen, I feel it's our responsibility to give some instruction. Have your ID and ticket and smartphone out and ready when you get to that first checkpoint, okay? Yep. Take off your shoes, take off the belt, remove your laptop from the bag. And while there are people between you and the belt, get moving, all right? Be efficient here. Everyone's got to get to the same place. The longer you take, the longer the line gets. That's it. Right? It's different nowadays, man. We got to go through the process. You know it going in. Get ready. Dave, when they say take everything out of your pockets, what do they mean? They mean everything. They mean take everything out of your pockets. Take it all out. And every time you go, the lady's going to go through the same process with you. Do you have anything in your pocket? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh. I don't mean to beat you ladies up, but it's usually you. you, you, you <laughs> always you. is. Yeah. It always is. All right, boarding. Let's talk about boarding the plane. Board the plane in an orderly fashion. When boarding is announced, okay, when you hear that announcement, bing, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to be boarding, people tend to stampede to the door and then creep forward in a giant line to get on the plane. Unless you're flying on Southwest, all right, or are very concerned about finding overhead compartment space, there's no need to rush. And okay? I'm first class. I'm going first. So move aside. Get out I of the way. I the first class <laughs> ticket. Move aside. They stampede up there. They do. I don't want to be sitting inside that flying capsule any longer than necessary and tend to wait until the line has died down to get on. Even if you don't – I'm sorry. Even if you do want to board ASAP, wait, wait, wait until your group is called. That's it. Because they're not going to let you in anyways. When right. you get up there and you show your boarding pass, if you're not in the right boarding call – They feel like they've got to sneak in front of one person. What is the difference? We're all going to that tube. Yeah. It's going to crash <laughs> The tube anyways. of filth. The tube of filth. Go ahead. This might be more for ladies, but it, it frustrates me. Avoid smacking people with your bag as you're making way down the aisle. But oh. again, gentlemen, if you have the laptop bag, have neck, if you have the briefcase, the watch what you're doing. You know, you get on. The, how many times you've been hitting the elbow or oh. the face or the? Sh- it's frustrating. You don't want to knock an old lady unconscious. All right, you just it would not be good for anyone involved. You don't it would hit- further delay. You're right. Plane you don't off. want to have an incident hitting Mr. Jonathan when he's got a stiff neck because there's going to be some smoke in the city. There we go. Every single airline nowadays likely has a baggage fee. Assume they do, okay? Don't try to avoid the fee for checking in your bags by bringing a carry-on that's the size of Mount Everest. Yeah, it's too big. Check you don't have it to in. Pay. Check now, it in. You gotta what if you happen to have your little person in the bag? Is that okay? Put him down below with the other luggage. Okay. All right? <laughs> Help people. T- All right, this is key. Help people put their bags in the overhead compartment. If you see someone struggling to put their bag up, be a man, be a gentleman, and help them put yeah, that absolutely. bag up. Male, gonna, female, child, be a gentleman. It's going to make things go all that quicker, and you're going to be a nice guy at the same time. Someone might actually like you. When the plane gets hijacked, they're not going to put you out in What's front. What's wrong with what that? my music, man? You, you, it's all right. It's all right. I'm, <laughs> you took longer than the segment was planned, but this is good. Well, yeah. It's gold, Jerry. Question for you, gentlemen. What should you do once your belongings are in the overhead compartment? Uh, sit down. You should sit down. Do people not understand this? 
They you start carrying around. on conversations. They're walking around. They're looking. Walking the aisles. Take your seat. Put your seatbelt on. Let's get moving here. Don't stand there in the aisle rumming, rummaging through your bag and taking up everybody's time. Now, All right. Can we talk about the, the fact they make you turn off electronic devices like it's going to do something to the plane? Because I'll take the headphones out, but I leave it on just to see what's going to happen. And nothing ever happens. Nothing's ever happened. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys a little inside secret here. So with the Patriots that I work on their broadcast, right, I fly with the team on a private chartered flight. So we're the only passengers on the plane. It's a normal Delta aircraft, a 747, but we're the only passengers. Yeah. Trays are down, seats are back, seatbelts are off, laptops are on, smartphones are in action, all while taking off in the air and landing. The it's, whole time. The whole time. No so they don't, they don't even say it. They don't even say it. They don't even look at you. Oh my god! So, so when you fly a regular cool flight, when you fly turn a regular phone, flight, let me see you, your phone. People, they'll turn them off. They'll turn your phone off. Do you say to them, "Listen, I go with the Patriots all the time." I've tried that, but they say that the, they're breaking the rules. But breaking the rules not, every single. They don't time. even ask you to turn it off. They don't even ask you to turn it off. You fly like twenty-four times. We have writers a year. on the plane. They're writing their articles during takeoff when we're when we're leaving a game. They're you know people you, are working. Turbulence that the laptop goes flying all over the place. Does the president in Air Force One? Do you think he doesn't have a, a laptop going on or a smartphone when he's taking off? I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. It, it I, not you know what it is. Anything. It is you know, ridiculous. You know what it has to do with. Keeping the plane in order. And that's what we're trying to establish, establish here with the gentleman's rule. So if everybody was Debenair. a gentleman, like the debonair people would like us to be, yes. if we were all gentlemen, yes. then maybe they'd let us listen to a little music during takeoff. Because I get stressed out during takeoff and landings. I'm not going to lie. I know. I get very stressed out. That's the, the dangerous part. I just don't want to go down in a ball of fire. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So stop being stressed out about it and just take it like a man. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Guys, this is huge. Armrest dibs. All right? Armrest yes. dibs. Who, whose armrest is whose armrest? Who gets the armrest? Me, hopefully. <laughs> here I'm is, the fattest guy there. I need it. I'm going to give you the official gentleman's code of conduct here. Each person gets at least one armrest. Okay. In a three-row seat, the middle person gets the armrest on each side of them while the person in the aisle seat gets the outside ones. Pretty obvious here. It's an easy system. It works for everyone. The person at the window seat gets the one next to the window. Again, the one in the aisle gets the one in the aisle. Everybody gets. So what's the middle guy get? He gets two. So that's the place to sit. He would get two. But I don't want to sit in the middle. But that's the, see, but that's, he, gets, he gets two, though. That's the benefit for him because he's well, stuck in the middle. Fair, give him sat, two. But he's if, stuck in the middle. If you All sat right. in the middle, you get the extra two inches on either side. What about when there's five seats? What about Ooh, in the middle five of the seats? The person – now, this is key. This is, again, this is gentlemen's code of conduct we're discussing here, okay, folks. Okay, this is the code of conduct. The person in the very middle seat gets the two armrests around him while the passengers to his left take each of the left armrest. The passengers on the right side, they take the Just right like armrest. It's like driving a car. Just exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, we know. Now we know how it works. All right. People behind you, right? Give those people behind you a heads up when you're going to recline your seat. How many times have you been maybe reading a book or eating a meal yeah. and the seat all of a sudden comes Boom. 12 Quick. inches back and your yeah. plate's in front of you know, on your yeah. lap and you're all frustrated? Give the people behind you a heads up. Hey, do you mind if I bring my seat back? You don't have to say, do you mind? I'm going to bring my seat back a little bit. Is that all right? No problem, sir. Be a gentleman. Be a gentleman, right? Now, luckily, I travel with my little uh, baby wipes there, so when my tray ends up falling in my lap, I can clean myself up. Or the person behind you can go either go really slow. You don't have, you know, don't have to jam it. Yeah. Boom, like they yes! Gotta... Drives you nuts. Have some courtesy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Let's talk about getting off the plane. The plane's landed. Exit in an orderly fashion. Get up row by row. 
Once it's your turn, gather your things as quickly as possible and get moving, all right? No lollygagging around here. All right, so like when the little old lady's behind me and I feel like she's going to be getting her leg up and I box her out, that's bad. No more boxing out the old lady. I love it. Okay. If you're seated in the back of the plane, worried about making a connection, instead of charging into the aisle and trying to bulldoze, bulldoze your way into the front, ask a flight attendant before landing, before landing, if there's an available seat near the front of the plane to which you can be moved. Very simple. Very simple. And I'm sure they're going to accommodate you, and you're not going to have to do anything bad Ten times out of ten. <clears throat> yep. Last Good. but not least here. Well, two things. Let's just finish with these things. Fla- thank you. Thank the flight attendants. All right. They're, they're walking by the same. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And the pilot. You know, the thank pilot. them. They're all, they're right they did there. a good job. We landed. Say we're thank all you. Alive. Look them in the eyes. Make the eye contact and say thank you. That's one thing nothing. I do. I'm actually Cost a big nothing. fan of that because I want the guy to know that I'm very appreciative that I'm still alive, and it's his fault. So thank you. <laughs> Last but not least of the, of, the, of the whole flying process here is the baggage claim. All right. Another, again, another feeding herd. Stand a few feet away from the edge of the baggage claim conveyor belt. All right. Not, no need to block the views of others who are looking for their bags. Absolutely. Everybody, take a stand back a little bit. No need to bunch up right where the bag comes out. Pick a different spot. Wait 40 seconds. The bag will come to you. Because it's on a revolving thing. It revolves. It's going to come to you. In summary, be a gentleman. Be debonair. Brought Brought to you by Debonair Cigars. Very good. Very good. Home run, Chuck. So be a gentleman. We're going to have this segment on each week, and it's going to tell you how to be... A, a gentleman. gentleman. So, Chuck, you'll research different topics and then uh, and, and report to us on what you found and what the rules of etiquette are. We're going to be talking are. about staying at hotels. We're going to be talking about shopping at boutique stores, for example. Now, what about the fact that I bring a black light to the uh, hotel and I bring the the guy in and I go, what, 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 what is this on my bedspread? I'd you like know what bedspread. it is. What do you need the answer? You know what it is. <laughs> I want a new one. Is that bad? <laughs> Can you research that? No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. As I call him up and I tell him what I'm going to do, I'm going in there with a black light. I want a clean one for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you're right. <laughs> you're paying for it. Okay, so we got a little more time or what? we got about two minutes. Well, maybe four minutes. But. All right, so we need, uh, we need to make sure the, that the wives out there are taking care of their man this Christmas Stocking season. stuffers. And buying them the right thing. And for God's sakes, not a tie, not a sweater vest, please. No sweater vests. I think I'm getting into sweater vests, by the way. Well, of course you were. Pink I think ones. I am. Not pink ones. They don't make I those. got a whole bunch for you if, you, if you're yeah? looking for sweater vests. It seems I get one all the time. I never wear them. Uh, they just build up. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the idea of getting sweaters and things, well, I want to keep my man warm and it's a hug or something like that. Listen, get them what they want, have a little fun with, you know, a little fun, little gotsy, little you, things. What are your thoughts? You guys probably don't shop, so uh, gift cards? Um, absolutely no, I don't want no. I absolutely don't want to go shopping. I always so get gift cards. Gift. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Don't give me something that worst. makes me have to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't get me tools. You know what bothers so me So I too? fix the house because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to fix the house anyway. Call Think- the man. The thing that bothers me is when I go in and I order a coffee and they hand me the coffee and it has no lid on it. And if I happen to be picking a coffee up for someone else who takes their coffee with cream and sugar, the guy hands me two black coffees and says, the cream and sugar's over there along with the lids. And I go, do you recognize me? And he's got a tip jar next door? And he says, no. And I go, that's because I don't work here. I ordered this with cream and sugar. I mean, come on. Yeah. Airport. Drives me bananas. I don't want my wife giving me a gift card, and then I got to go out and, at the same and do time, my own he's shopping. Got a, same time, he's got a tip cup there, and saying, right, me. right. Which I, you know, how I feel about tipping people. <laughs> the, the guy's making more money than I am an hour. There's no way. I believe in over tipping, but you have to actually do the uh, do the thing. You know, you got to yeah. do it. You got to put the cream and sugar. On. I don't want it. I want it black too. Put the lid on it. 
You know, the guy's going to hand it to me, his hand's shaking. While he hands it to me, he spills a little hot coffee on me. Yeah, you blew the tip, buddy. I don't, you know. Got to earn it. Yeah. To ensure, you know what tips are, right? No. To ensure prompt service. Oh, I love that. To ensure prompt service. So if I stand in line, that's not prompt. And if I have to do it myself, there's no service. So it's going to be fast and efficient. And then I give you a tip because you did it. I don't have to give very many tips because customer service is terrible. It's terrible. And it has to improve. 2013, customer service will improve, and it will improve everywhere. Please. Please. (laughs) It will, but please, because you're a gentleman now. Because I'm a gentleman. Because you know a lot. Please make customer service. I don't believe in tipping people that are making $8 an hour. It's not going to happen. You, you, waitresses, they're making 2 bucks an hour, and they're living off tips. I over-tip them. Okay, but good. The, the kid at Starbucks, forget it. <laughs> forget it. He's not getting it. Not getting and it. How come the coffee at Starbucks you have to tip, and the coffee lady at, at McDonald's, you don't tip? Why? Right. Why is that? We have lots of questions in the Cigar Authority. Why do these things happen? We need to interview what? some of these people. <laughs> they can't be happy. Anyway, uh, we're out of time. Uh, Hermitage, oh, fantastic. It's one of my new run. favorite cigars. Second growth, if you can get it, you deserve to. grab, Pick yourself up one if you see it at your local brick-and-mortar store. Get a glass pick, of wine, yeah. kick back, and really enjoy and really the finer enjoy things it. in life. Recommend a Merlot myself. Really? I, I don't know my wine's good, but I know my cigars, and these are great cigars. Hermitage, the, the new big hit from Hammer and Sickle. So next week, uh, we're talking music. Uh, we're looking at big cigar gifts, not the, the um, stocking stuffers, but the big gifts, including high-end humidors. What exactly should you be looking for when you're buying them? We'll tell you about that. It's Christmas time, and it's time to get him what he really wants, nice premium cigars, and we'll talk about that. So for Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, I'm David Garofalo. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority this week on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And folks, no matter what, if you've learned nothing in the last two hours, and no matter how expensive your cigar is, please keep the lid end out of your mouth. Be a gentleman. save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. We're trying to save some money around here. You hear? tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. 
Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. This is the Cigar 